When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Badass Billy Gunn, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Now, of course, if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Wrestling with History, episode number two this week and episode number seven of all time. Worldwide in the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, the voice of choice, Bruce Ward, Namar Wells, is with me for episode number two. Namar, I'm so excited because we're going to talk about... The, the violent sex trafficker known as Vincent K. McMahon. Oh, boy. You know, it. the most interesting part of this situation with Vince McMahon is that um, not so much that the incident has happened, because I guess at this point we're almost accustomed to that with Vince. Wild. Um, I mean, this goes all the way back to the Ring Boy scandal. I think he had his own accusations, and um, and it, you know, but it, it's interesting to see how the fans are going to deal with Vince because Vince gets a big pass for his behaviors with the fans because the WWE now is such a colossal brand that um, that that for some reason it is it is uh, garnered a lot of um what do you call it cognitive dissonance when it, when it is involving Vince sure. how are the fans going to respond to this uh these new accusations because i mean it it really is is making big news again and i think it's it's it, it, it's different this time it feels different what do you think well that's a big question and i'll tell you what i think and i'll talk about we'll talk about netflix we'll talk about the royal rumble but first hit my music of choice wrestling nation heard worldwide on vocnation.com the insane clown posse we can't thank all you guys enough whoop, whoop. we understand our audience and we give them what, what we think they would want we're about pleasing the fans road warrior animal <laughs> jake the snake roberts the wrestling has changed so much conan yo this is k dog yo with bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy hall of fame ring announcer howard finkel the brilliance was by Bobby Heenan's middle name. Lex Luger. God's giving me a whole new perspective on wrestling and the fans. WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superflex. Right up, thanks for having me on your radio show from the Jersey Shore. The legendary Diamond Dallas. Bang! Voice of choice, Wrestling Nation. I put my name in, but again, we're just waiting for a phone call. You could be Moroccan, Algerian, Albanian, Greek. This is the best crowd I've ever seen in my entire life. I love cheesecake. I didn't know how to respond to his lunacy. Uh, Malcomania. And I don't think Hollywood's ready for Malcomania. But we'll wait still. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Your talk show here that I'm, what I'm doing here is the best one. Jimmy Hart. I've been lucky every day I get up and look in the mirror and pinch myself. The ninth wonder of the world. China. I told Vince, I said, yeah, I'm going to wrestle the guys. And that's how it started. X-Pac. We're wrestlers, and it's still a wrestling show. Mr. Scott Hall. Hey, yo, I want to rock the wrestling world again. OneWrestling.com, Bill After. If it wasn't for Hogan and Vince McMahon, sports entertainment would not be in existence. We have a bushwhacker in the house. G'day, mateys. It's bloody lovely being on your show. MVP. I came up with the MVP concept based on everything that's wrong with pro athletes today. BOC Nation heard worldwide. This right here is the future of wrestling. Okay. All right. I have to get that out of the way because that that theme music, Namar, is about 14 years old, but it's my favorite version of any of the VOC Nation theme musics that, that we've ever done. And we've had some some customized stuff, but that with the the, uh, the American Dream, Deathly Road starting out, and then the glass breaking and, and all of those people that we've had, it's just my favorite. It gets, gives me chills every time. <laughs> Dusty Road. <laughs> 
I can't, you know, it's funny you mentioned him and in my mind, whenever somebody says Dusty Rhodes, I think of when Dustin imitated him. And, if you will. Yeah, and they were showing the uh the slow motion shots of Dusty, and then there's one where he's holding on to the ropes with his back to his opponent and he's shaking his butt. <laughs> I mean, Dusty was wild, man. I mean, he really gave it his all in terms of, uh, you know, of 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 giving you emotion in his performance. Very demonstrative fellow. <laughs> so, uh, speak, speaking of very demonstrative fellow, have you seen these allegations towards Vince McMahon? I hate to make, I'm not making light of them. You know, it's 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 more like I am I'm flabbergasted if that's if that's even the right word. I'm I'm astonished at the things that I've seen and, and text messages and firsthand accounts. It's just wild that this man, like he pooped on her head tomorrow. And, and that that's one of the stories. Have you seen this? He had, he was having a threesome. He, he defecated on this woman's head and then went to the bathroom so he could wash off, but made her finish. It's just disgusting and vile. This is, this is just not good. And, and, you know, sometimes you uh, you want to get all the information before you cast guilt, but this looks pretty bad. It's this is not good for Vince. Mm, wait a minute, <laughs> I did not hear that particular detail. Um, it's I, yeah, I, I heard that what I believe triggered this was that uh, there was a previous settlement for three million dollars and. Supposedly, after the um, a million dollars had been paid, it just stopped. And so, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. You okay, buddy? Yep. Uh, well, we got goodbye. a third. We got a, a minute break in, too. That's, that's awesome. You know what? You know what? We got a minute break, but I want to pause for this minute, too, so you can hear this special announcement from Conrad Thompson. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former WCW performer The Maestro, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Bruce Wirt, and In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. Guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. Okay, thanks, Connie. I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's what you get. You advertise uh, just a few times on something to wrestle and and i have a, a lifetime worth of material that we can use them on chat me up here fellas chat me up chat me up so anyway i'll i'll give you this uh sorry about the coughing fit uh well sorry for you right <laughs> citing an example of mr mcmahon's extreme depravity on may 9th 2020 he defecated on Mrs. Grant, Ms. Grant, during a threesome, and then commanded her to continue pleasuring his friend with feces in her hair and running down her back while McMahon went to the bathroom to shower off, the lawsuit says. That is next-level depravity. That is disgusting and sick, and if this is true, and I understand, I understand that there's a presumption of innocence until proven guilty, but... This looks really, really bad. Where do we go from here in life <laughs> where we're at the point where there are discussions um, and accusations 
uh, of this magnitude in life? I mean, like you said, it's weird. How do you even respond to this story that you just told? It's so outrageous. It's so far gone. And um, yeah, is this where we're at in life now? Like we're defecating on people? Like what is that? Like where are we at in life? That That's the thing. Like it, that's just unreal to me. It's it's wild. And so uh, apparently and I don't even understand how this this woman, this young woman, I don't know much about her, but I I, I just have to. How do you how do you get to that place unless the money was just so enticing to to get there? Um, I, I don't know. I've never I, I've, I've never walked in those shoes, but that is that is so dis as a, as a father of a young daughter, oh, it's so disheartening to think about, first of all, and, and this man has a daughter, Vince McMahon has a daughter. And, and by the way, and I'm, I'm going all over the place here, but did you see the video? This is Stephanie McMahon back in the early two thousands and she was acting on screen, but it seemed very, very real. There's a video of her talking about how he used to promise her sexually to his business associates back when she was 17 years old and she used to take one for the team that's that's what she said now this was a skit on raw but it seems like reality was not far behind well you know that is the sad part about the attitude era and i think that um for as great as it is that was one of the major drawbacks was that it was vulgar it was a very vulgar time in wrestling um which which undermines how fun and funny it was and action-packed um the vulgarity was not necessary and I, I really think that it and i know culture changes but it is an insult i think to all of uh the kids and the not just the kids because we i have to single that out just the people who love the wwf product it, it's amazing to consider what the wwf represented towards people um there was always controversies. I mean, when you really look back and you really understand Rick Rude, it's like, wow, I can't believe they did that on television yeah. back in the eighties, but They're just the old... tonguing, but you know, <laughs> French kissing strange women. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming these are plants, right? They, they're probably, I'm assuming they're not really from the crowd, but maybe they were, I mean, who knows? That's the, that's the crap that this is. I yeah. Mean, this... See, well, that's the thing. It you know, I mean, that was risque back then. His whole character, but we know that they completely ramped up the the uh, the product. Um, I mean, you had ho trains with uh with 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 a guy calling himself the Godfather. I mean, it was uh, it, you know, and we've seen, and this is the sad part. It was amazing to see how good the McMahon's were in yeah. the ring. And you would think with this family and their history and their legacy, uh, them participating was a really sh was a big shock. I mean, what can we say about Shane? Shane ended up being one of the best wrestlers. I, I mean, I've seen the man do feats that have, that blow my mind. So we understand that these people are real troopers, but they really went too far. And Vince has let everybody know that he will go to extreme depths for entertainment. And um, and it doesn't automatically mean that it translates into his personal life. But when you do that, it leads people to automatically just assume guilt. And that's where I think Vince is now. There's been too many stories, too many situations, um, both historical and current, you know, stories from both uh, the just the business people who've worked with Vince and also the wrestlers. I mean, you just hear these wild uh, situations with Vince. And it's weird because that's the thing with Vince. This is why Vince is a very scary person. Yeah. Because you can't truly identify him. You hear stories on both ends, the extremes on both ends. And it really makes you wonder who is Vince McMahon? Is you would think this guy that you hear that's so consumed with the product, you like and 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 he does not do anything but work. You wear the where does he find the time? And is this the result of, of that particular kind of lifestyle? If it is true or Bruce, is it made up? Is she lying? Is she just being extreme 
so that he could throw money at the situation and throw it away because just the fact that having his name publicly associated with performing these disgusting acts, it might be enough to silence him. Do you think there's a possibility that this is not true? Well, I, I think that, listen, this is a depraved world. So you never say never to things like that. I don't think so. It doesn't seem like that in this situation, but I've seen the other side, the arguments on the other side, though that's not where I stand. But the arguments on the other side talk about how this timing is very, very close to a $5 billion deal that just happened with Netflix. So um, I, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't personally seen the evidence. I mean, these are text messages that are shared uh, that are reported into the record. And I only know the images that I see. So um, I, I would be surprised, Namar, if it wasn't close. If it's not the exact truth, it might be close to the truth. It might have been a situation where this person was, you know, all in uh, for being exploited for money back when when this was happening. And then you know, is uh, thinking better of it now. And and who knows? I mean, I, I don't think if I, I don't want to I don't want to insult anybody that partakes in sit in things like this you know, <laughs> for their own. You know, there there are there are all kinds of people out there. Mm-hmm. So the, the problem that I see is if you if you were if you were that way and you wanted to do this and you had you were involved in fetishes and and then you change your mind later that's that's incredibly unfair and this could have been i mean you don't know what the conversations were like behind the scenes outside the text messages so you have to rise that as a possibility and give give the best, some benefit of the doubt but i think that in those situations especially with the age difference you have to say shame on Vince anyway because this, if this was the case, this this woman um, is in a disturbed frame of mind, and you're taking advantage of somebody. I mean, that's. I, I don't think there's any way that this comes out positive, or not not positive, but even neutral for for Vince McMahon. Well, that's the thing, and and that's the the questions that are raised because even if she, the way you framed it that no matter that that somehow she's a victim i don't necessarily believe that because we live in a world today where um accusations go unchecked and unverified as a matter of fact i believe that in in or i know for a fact that there are times when um celebrities are accused and uh and, and the media just goes with a particular narrative and when facts are presented, you know, you can really have like almost like a modern day lynching where facts are not um, are not a part of the conversation of the of the accusation, which is insane. And 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 so this girl and, and we're talking about her. She was an adult employee, if I remember correctly. That's right. And she has to be held accountable for her own decisions. You're right. She might have, you know, that's the thing with, uh, there was a lot of discussions where regret sex becomes accusations of sexual assault. And so this is what it sounds like. It's it, you know, it seems like she, from what I read in any scenario or the one that was presented in the media from her aside, she willingly participated in this. She just didn't like, the aggressive nature in which he talked to her or the demanding nature, but it seems like she willingly went into this, uh, this arrangement. And so, you know, it's hard, you know, she's not a child. She's so it's hard for me to, to really go with the idea that she's 100% a victim disgusting. If, if it's true, it's disgusting, but in nowhere does it say that, Vince controlled her, even if he said, this is what you have to do for your job. What's more important to you? How much could he, how much money is worth your dignity? Well, why not, why not bring it to the attention of the authorities back then? Of course. Well, that's, that's the thing we have to really, you know, 
our nation has developed these narratives where it prevents us from having honest dialogue and conversation. Um, we can look at things historically and we, we can say, oh, you know, there was a time in the nation where a man would not be arrested for smacking his wife or certain levels of domestic violence. But, you know, when we look back there, some people would paint this narrative that all women were oppressed. And that's not true. And you could see that in culture and in literature. And we know people. I mean, we, we, we've we known people from those generations who could tell us stories. And, and so it wasn't all this one particular way. And so, but but people would have you believe that today, and and they've they've managed to completely destroy the context of looking at accountability for some people. Not everybody who claims to be assaulted is truly a victim, and people have to be accountable. You're an adult. If this is the arrangement you agreed to, and if this is who you want to be around, listen. Integrity takes sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. You're willing to sell your soul for a temporary job. That's on you uh, to some extent. I mean, come on. It, it, it's disgusting. It's repulsive. I'm sure somebody maybe more deserving should have. Deserved. Maybe she actually really deserved that spot either which way. Bruce, would you sell your soul? Vince McMahon comes to you. Bruce, listen, I want to have some fun with you. What are you going to do? I, I, I'm out. And <laughs> But we've heard these stories before, and I mentioned this on the show I recorded yesterday. I've heard lots of stories that I wouldn't even say on the air from very prominent names in professional wrestling. First-hand stories where I'm with that person and we're just having a conversation. It's not on the record. It's just, uh, you know, we became friends with some of these guys over the years and, and ladies, and we've heard some really, really nasty stories about Vince McMahon. So... I believe that he is capable of everything that we're hearing. What this I is, don't understand is, are you that desperate to succeed in that line of business that you would go and, and do this rather than blowing the whistle at that point in time? Or, or, I mean, do you feel like there's not a whole lot of other options and um, I just have to do it? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know in this case, uh, it's it's very very difficult because this was an office worker. I I don't think that it's it's not the only job certainly. And and this is 2020, Namar. This was when um, the height of the Me Too movement. She could have spoken up and and not participated. So I I don't understand why she why she did what she did. But I wasn't there. So I I guess until you walk in those shoes and you understand everything and and more facts come out, we can't really judge. Yeah, I mean, you know, ev everything has a cost, though. And I think that that's the most important thing. And we have to look at integrity as something that has a cost. And I think that we live in a world where there's denial about how uh, with all of this, um, <laughs> I don't want to get into politics, but we, we ignore that... Um, Sexual assault claims have been weaponized in America. Hmm. And, and we have to just be honest about that. Um, even with the Me Too movement, we, we know or we could see that some things just did not appear real. They were exploitative. And that is the problem. And we, it's hard to trust the movement when we don't have honest conversation and honest accountability. Not everybody who claims to be assaulted is truly assaulted. And we need to be uh, honest about that. And this is this is this is the thing. And this is where we have a real a chance for a real life lesson. And you as a who is a father of a daughter, this is a chance for you to really teach something. And this is the message that all people should be teaching for women when they are truly, truly sexually assaulted. Do not delay. Deal right. with it right then and there when you can gather evidence and to, to prove your case right waiting years later is a disservice to true victims and if you're a victim you do yourself a disservice we have to encourage women to come forward not later 30 years later where there's no evidence and we're just going to 
assume it. I mean, we live in an, an absurd world where we we're handling the potential issues the wrong way by just punishing all men and just accepting any claims against these people without any evidence. I mean, the way they've adjusted the statute of limitations, where if you're accused, you really have, what can you do to defend yourself when they're going back X amount of years? So I think that it is important for the, the conversation to include women do not delay. And this is where, even if you are denied police protection, assistance, HR in a business situation, at least you can have a record and a paper trail. Yeah. Amen. At the the time of the incident. So I think that in terms of the conversation, it is very hard because I mean, this, this I did hear with the little bit I heard about the story is that after the millionth payment of the original settlement, that's where this all came from. And the accusations have escalated. So from what I hear that this trafficking situation was not part of the original settlement. So we really have to look at things. And this is why people, um, you know, if if you are somebody in support of a victim and you see somebody who whose moves are money based like this, then we need to they need to be called out because they go ahead. No, that's right. Why isn't this a, a a criminal case? Why is this a civil case? And, and I don't know if the statute of limitations ran out, but you would think that if if this is all true, this should be, I mean, he should be in jail. Well, yeah, you know, you have to also be careful about people who seek um, civil um, with civil justice before criminal justice. Right, 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 right that says a lot that 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 really says a lot and 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 that's the world we live in and people really can't tell the difference and so um you're 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 absolutely right i mean that's just what you have to do you have to look at a situation and say oh wow you're going to go after money first before even the criminal charges what are we really saying here and that was actually the situation with the original michael jackson um accusation they actually wanted to you know that the reason why that all fell apart is because they were seeking civil uh charges you know supposedly this guy's son was molested and the first thing he did was seek civil charges and criminal charges were still on even after the settlement the civil charges were never dismissed they actually michael's team wanted to fight them in court for you know for civil i mean for criminal defense but they only wanted the money. And so then that's when the settlement came about. So we've seen this become a thing throughout the years. You find out more and more celebrities have been in situations where they're accused. And then you find out years later, they just settled to get it done and over with. It was worth it to do it. And I'm not saying that those people are not necessarily innocent and just paid somebody off to leave them alone. But this is the situation that we live in and all things need to be considered. So very strange um, movings and goings on. Um, She very well could be a victim, but it seems to me like she also is playing the I need uh, what do you call it? A paycheck to settle me up for a lifetime. That's what also what it seems like to me as well. So so you're saying that this this came out because I guess the payments that were part of the original deal and the original NDA had stopped, right? They were over. Well, no, they weren't over. I think her settlement was three million, um, and I'm not remembering the details one hundred percent, but I believe her settlement was three million. She only received a million dollars so far, and once the million, the the whatever that payment was that took it up to a million, that's when the payment stops. So she's, I guess she's like missing $2 million. So now there's new charges of trafficking. They've, they've escalated, I believe, the claims from the original charges. So all of that seems to be particularly calculating. And um, it's just a, yeah, just a very strange situation um, going on with, um, with, with this. It's a lot of ways to look at it. And, and But we have to be careful. And that's why I like this discussion, because we're considering all possibilities. We're not saying that she's not a victim. I think it's, it's clear to any and everybody. If she's guilty, then Vince needs to be punished like any other person in this world. But yeah. I think Vince, no matter, it's not just Vince's position 
or what he has contributed to the world in terms of art. No, we're talking about just as a natural human being in this world, Vince deserves the equal consideration and the discussions need to be open to the timing and the way that this is going about where she sort of a, a, a financial settlement and now they're escalating things with new claims because she didn't get all her money the first time. And see, that is what makes quote unquote victims look bad. Yeah. And we need to take that into account because real victims are about justice that's first. Right. And right. that says a lot. Now, Brock Lesnar is also loosely tied to this report. Uh, really? I don't think he's, I, yeah, I don't think he's specifically named, but it goes on to say in July 2021, and this could be the end for Brock Lesnar too. McMahon instructed Grant to create personalized sexual conduct or content for a WWE superstar that he was trying to re-sign. The suit didn't name the professional wrestler, but described him as both a UFC fighter and a WWE talent. People familiar with the matter identified the wrestler as Brock Lesnar. Lesnar didn't immediately comment, but the, the suit said that McMahon shared explicit photos with the star of, of Miss Grant and informed her that he likes what he sees, meaning Brock likes what he sees of her. After the star agreed to a new contract, McMahon texted Grant in August of 2021 saying that part of the deal was effing you. And then that December, McMahon gave Grant's personal cell phone number to the WWE star. The wrestler asked her to send a video of herself urinating and the suits the, the suit goes on to say that he called her a uh, bi b word. And the same month, the suit says the star expressed a desire to set a play date, but a snowstorm disrupted his travel plans. Again, this is all uh, very very disturbing. Well, I did not hear that part of the story, and from what she's saying, there should definitely be an electronic trail if these conversations did take place there are pictures of text messages i'm assuming from her side mm -hmm. i can't validate they just say uh there's a vince name at the top so you can and you can subpoena that information and then that would obviously be part of the lawsuit uh there is a text message from mcmahon to grant that says i want to drive you lower and lower so low that you might beg me to sell you which is just next level depravity unless they were in some kind of a fetish arrangement. We, we don't know that. I mean, there was a 50 shades of gray movie. That was the number one movie and book in, in, in America for years and years and years. And, and this stuff does go on in real life. So I'm, I'm again, trying to leave the possibility that this was an arrangement gone wrong, but it just doesn't seem right. And, and certainly it's not what, what you and I might call normal. Well, you know, I think that when we look at Vince, um, no matter which way you look at it, I think one of the things for me and looking at life and hearing stories about different people and even looking within, I mean, um, what we have here is a man in crisis and I have to think about the things we know about Vince. And of course I'm not, I've never met Vince. I have no idea. I'm just making an assessment uh, from watching videos and interviews and seeing his business moves and where he's willing to go and what he's willing to do. And I've heard the stories that, Vince, I mean, we've heard some, there's not much known about his childhood, but we've heard through shoot interviews, various stories of uh, sexual abuse or the potential or possibility for sexual abuse in his childhood. And we know that uh, Vince was estranged from his, uh, his father for his, his birth father. And so, and, and I've heard the stories where supposedly the men in his mother's life were abusive towards him. Sure. And so Vince, you can just tell if you if you you stack up all the stories, you start to get a framework, which does actually give you a, a very strong basis for identifying 
what we do know about him professionally and where he took the business, his drives. Then you listen to shoot interviews and you hear about his personality. You hear about the good and the bad. And so Vince, I think, has uh, I think success is important to Vince. But one of the things we do know is that abused people do abuse people. Yeah. And they in turn take that the the perversion of pain and they turn it into a perversion of pleasure. And they start to get off on the things that that affected them, that hurt them. And and it's just it's a very disgusting, but surprisingly far more common um, situation with people. I mean, if you just lived in a natural world and you really start to talk to people, if you have friends or family and you start hearing their stories then you really find out certain things are a lot more common. And, and I actually had a conversation with a friend recently about people in situations, how they alter their sexual preference. And so if these things about Vince are true, even what you said about that, the text message that they, they have where Vince is talking about taking her lower and we know that she's not a performer. Yeah. Then we are really in a strange place and we are in a, very sad situation. And I think that's one of the things I, I think that's the worst part about Vince is that Vince is a person who achieved all his goals and is utterly trapped by them. Because if you hear the stories that he really has no life, you know, he has all this money. That's the thing. Vince worked so hard to make all this money and you never hear about him going on vacation or truly enjoying it. We know that he does in some respects, but have you ever heard a story about Vince taking a break or going on vacation and actually living and enjoying his money and wealth? Well, I, I think that's a problem of the ultra rich. I mean, if you if you look at it, they're all consumed by their quest for wealth, more wealth and power. And there's not a whole lot of fun. And I mean, you know, I've I've been around those circles for a long time, right? And, and, right. and certainly nothing specific, but uh, it does seem like, and and I've I've seen some instances, right, where there is uh, an, an intention to have a good time, to travel the world, and and that is, I think, what it's all about. But I've also seen where people just get wrapped up, and people just have this quest for more power, more money, and. And that is where things go horribly wrong because you're you're not ever satisfied. And I think that's Vince McMahon is he's he's never satisfied and, and it's more more and more of a, a thirst for for power. Power probably more than money. And maybe they both go together. Absolutely, which which is that's the thing with Vince. He's made very strange moves to me. And again, I don't know him, so it's it's weird for me to even make that claim. It's you know, oh wow, really, you know, Vince did that and that really confused me. I don't know Vince, but you know, we we do we feel strongly about certain things. And I can just say he just Vince is is a guy who, like any other celebrity that is trapped um in his own success, he has cocooned himself from uh maybe reality and and unfortunately that's just the the situation that comes with being a celebrity at his level but yeah it's just like vince works hard for nothing for the but for the sake of whatever it means to him to be successful right it's yeah. it's like that's his only purpose. And that's why I really do enjoy hearing stories of how at least his children understand a an idea of work-life balance. And definitely Shane has uh, really seems to have taken that up. I mean, he has been a great in-ring performer. Again, Shane is mind-blowing. You really have to give him credit. He's a, an amazing talent. And it seems like that he has uh, moved on to a degree from the business and really is interested in, you know, his family, just from the things that I've heard and seen. And even Stephanie taking taking back, taking more of, I guess, uh, the standard corporate roles, which obviously would allow her, you know, a, a, a more time in, in a different situation with her own family because she has children, her and Triple H. And so, you know, but Vince is just in this like it's amazing when he had his first scandals and then he supposedly stepped down and what was like in a week or two he was back at the helm yeah that's right 
you know, it's like he has just no interest of in retiring. And it's it's like at some point there has to be more than even the WWE in wrestling. It, this is a wrestling show, but there has to be more to life than you cannot be sustained this way. And 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 so Vince is just I mean, it, it all would make sense. If you look at it, at least, but then again, people could learn from prior accusations. We, we've seen that, you know, fake victims, they learn from, they, th- there's a technique. If you, if you listen to them, they, they live in the ambiguous or the unprovable. And so, um, you know, so you have to just be real careful about everything that you're hearing and what you're listening but I do think that Vince is a, a very strange person. And, and honestly, I feel sorry for him because you can look at Vince and think of all what he accomplished. But I really don't envy the life that I hear that he's living. So I don't know for sure. It just seems to me it's a very empty, uh, purposefully driven life. And I think that's sad. And I think these if it is true, then these perversions are are uh, just a probably um because he's never learned to find something else to truly feel whatever is missing on the inside when you do that you really are missing something when you just get off on defecating on somebody that's a whole level of of disgusting um what do you call that like what could you feel depravity, depravity. Yeah. take to get take off a quick- on it Take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll wrap it up with, I want to run a theory by you that I, I said to myself yesterday about the merger or not the merger, the Netflix deal, the Royal rumble and the rock. We'll be back in 30 seconds, maybe a minute. We'll decide. All right. Wrestling with history and Namar before we get out of here today and we'll have, we'll talk about this more in the weeks to come for sure. Maybe next week after we see what happens in the Royal Rumble. But you have the WWE announcing this $5 billion deal with Netflix. And we have these rumors that The Rock is coming back to wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And everything that I've heard is that Roman's going to drop the title at the Royal Rumble to either Randy Orton, AJ Styles, or LA Knight. And I think that would be a horrible, horrible horrible move and and i keep going to this scenario where the wwe this whole thing with the rock and and they always talk about the rock could never be a full-time performer because of hollywood the wwe just signed a five billion dollar with a b billion dollar deal with netflix the only reason that the rock in many people's minds can't be a full-time performer is money because there's the presumption that you can make much more money in Hollywood with blockbusters than you can in the WWE. But Endeavor and through these deals that they just did with USA and with Netflix, why couldn't they play, pay The Rock to stay around for a year? And what better way, Namar, would there be for all eyes on your brand to have The Rock win the WWE title, the first person in three years to defeat Roman Reigns? Happens at WrestleMania holds the belt all the way through next WrestleMania. And as they go into this deal with Netflix, he is your top star. The biggest star in the universe is the biggest star in the WWE universe. And that that brings all kinds of new people to your product. Why wouldn't they pay him nine figures to, to make this happen? Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. And, it, and I'm reminded of... A, uh, a little note of of, of the the, um, the the report on this um, this this Netflix deal, and so Rock has an ownership stake in this this Endeavor WWE merger, right? He does. Well, he's a board member. Okay, uh, not that that doesn't necessarily correlate with an ownership stake, but a board member is a paid position, and they get to kind of vote on the strategic plan of right the okay yeah see I, I i i thought that i'd heard that he actually had i'm sure it was like a, 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 a minority stake in that merger so i could be wrong so but you're saying he's definitely a board member at the very least right 
That's right. He is a board member of of TKO, which is okay. the WWE's company. Yep. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, uh, well, then I was, I thought he had like a financial stake in the company. Um, I, not that board members don't, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. That he had a, some partial ownership, which would have made sense in in terms of securing the deal. I'll be honest with you, with their ratings the way they are, I really wonder how they were able to sell the product to Netflix for that amount of money. That's the crazy thing about when you really think about wrestling, Bruce, and this is why it's funny because we're, you know, we're in the anniversary of Hulkamania, but you really have to look at what wrestling was in the time right before Hogan won the belt with the territories and just how localized it was. And it was not considered a major player. Like there were always big wrestling fans and you could be very successful and and draw a lot of money, but we know the business was much different back then. And now the WWF into the WWE, because remember they really, they had lean years. There was always ebbs and flows. We know that the mid nineties were really bad. And then, um, I think it was the era after the ruthless aggression or was the ruthless aggression era. One of those eras around the ruthless aggression was kind of a low point. So it's gone through ebbs and flows, but it has, it has, it is how much more can you confirm that professional wrestling has finally, I won't say it has, is because it's been solidified to this point, yeah. but it is an entity on par with professional sports and it is an undeniable fact at this point. We've been seeing this for the past 40 years now. We've witnessed this change where, where because I, I remember that was one of the craziest things about being a wrestling fan. I thought about this the other day. I remember, Bruce, when we were not talking about wrestling, and then all of a sudden the kids on the playground were all wrestling each other. That's right. It just it hit like a nuclear bomb. Well, and, and the T-shirts too. And in in high school, I mean, in grade school, it was taboo to wear a wrestling T-shirt. You'd be made fun of. In in high school, right? And and you and I are about the same age, uh, for mid forties. In high school, it was all about Austin three sixteen and DX. I mean, you were those shirts were cool, right? And so we we've seen wrestling take its place as a cultural epicenter and it so richly deserves that spot because wrestling has always been great um despite the fact that you know the predetermined stuff and i'm so tired of people talking and asking about that it, it's it, it's like you know it it's like asking an adult like oh well you know santa's not real well of course the adult knows dork we don't need to have that particular conversation everybody's in on it now you know but it, it's amazing to me that wrestling is such a staple that that they see they've seen the potential and they know that even with the ebbs and flows because it's definitely on a low ebb but that it has wrestling is still such a strong brand the wwe is such a brand that they have constant figures coming out from all different eras, they're able to secure Netflix deals into the billions when they have low ratings and people are uh, dissatisfied with the product. It is amazing. And that is strictly from the strength of the WWE brand as the, you know, the all-consuming idea of professional wrestling. It's amazing, Bruce. Billions of dollars. And, I'm, and really, who's watching it? <laughs> I mean, they, they got a little bit of hype now, but if you look at the numbers, like that's one of the things I did. I looked at the top 10 uh, raw ratings and I looked at the ratings for Saturday night's main event and you look at the ratings for today and it's amazing to me. You know, this is just a low point and that happens in all sports. I mean, you're a baseball fan. Do you remember at different points when baseball just wasn't as interesting that particular season or a couple of yeah. seasons? Ebbs and flows every every. Yeah, everything. Does. Yeah. yeah, but 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 now we can say that professional wrestling, the WWE is on par with major league sports that way. I mean, as a colossal, you know, um, evergreen, you know, part of Americana. 
uh, that you can talk about on the same level. It's not weird anymore, you know, to be arrested. It's just amazing, man. It really is amazing to see. That is really what's more shocking to me about the mergers, the fact that they were actually able to find somebody to pay them that much money for the product. But it must be a lot of people involved because you mentioned The Rock, too, and Hollywood's not doing so great. Hollywood is not churning out the blockbusters. Hollywood in particular is losing a ton of money. And there is we're seeing more and more of a disconnect because of what Hollywood is trying to preach to people. So it may well be in The Rock's best interest to actually return as a performer in a limited capacity and then again what wrestler doesn't wrestlers wrestle until they die almost it seems like that's right he, who thought edge was going to come back edge edge i mean when i found out he came back and i i never follow edge i was never a big edge fan i respect him i like hearing him talk because he's a genuine wrestling fan, but I never followed him, but I really genuinely thought he was not going to return. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and he's back. So it, it's keeping in with what, what we know is normal for wrestlers. They can't say no. And Hollywood's not doing so great. So maybe the rock is like, look, I need to go back to my base and, and, and get my financial win from them because the movies aren't popping anymore. And so maybe, you he really has to think and consider that because Hollywood is really struggling. I mean, you really, if you look at the numbers, they're not doing good. It's flop after flop after flop. Flop after flop after flop. And hopefully that's not what this show will continue to produce because we are the number one show on VOC Nation and soon to be the number one show on top of all 75,000 Conrad Thompson podcasts. We're going to sit number one by the time that this run is over. So I hope that you continue to follow us at WWHVOC on X. I hope that you subscribe, like, follow, whatever the button says on your preferred platform, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, or not Stitcher. <laughs> and Stitcher went out of business years ago. So Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Make don't sure forget, that you Bruce, don't forget our MySpace page. Yes. Um, I'm actually the admin of that. So please check out our MySpace page. Uh, because we have a lot of good content to share on there as well. AOL.com and <laughs> Netscape. <laughs> give us give us a five-star review, even if you hate the show. Uh, give us a, a nice uh, nice uh, comment, whatever, five-star review and a comment. And continue your hate mail, because if you listen to episode six, I tell you exactly why AEW will never, ever replace WWE on Monday nights, even if they move the show uh, on Netflix to a different night. So continue that hate mail. I love all of you AEW apologists, and uh, that product will continue to suffer until they eventually fizzle out and die like TNA did. But it's been uh, it's been a great time tomorrow. We're uh, we're out of time, so I'll see you the next time, right? And then we'll do some wrestling figures along the way. We'll launch our YouTube page. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up, and we'll talk about the Royal Rumble, the the results, right? Next next week. Next week. Okay. Worldwide. See you, everybody. Bye.